This is the Influencers Network Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Craig. I'm the Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries here in Bentonville, Arkansas. And I'm back with our founder, Rocky Fleming. Hello, Rocky. Hey, thanks, brother. Yeah. Um, we're both traveling and coming and going. So sometimes it's <laughs> it's a while till we can hook up and do these kind of I things. I know, man. <laughs> it is. And it's still hitting the road. Yeah, yeah. Starting next what, Sunday, I guess. A lot of activity going on yeah. in the ministry right now. And, uh, uh, you know, I just... I think I posted something on this the other day, but uh, uh, the, they made up like a hundred journey packs the other day in the shipping department, and within like three days they were gone. Oh, really? You know, I mean, there's just so many orders coming yeah, in. Which, I uh, see that, which is so exciting, and all over the place too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I I, I delight in seeing that. I, I see the orders, and and I'm looking at where they're being dispersed, mm-hmm. and that's extremely interesting to me because it gives me an idea how the organism is growing outward mm-hmm. and uh, that represents uh, changed lives yeah every every box is a potential mm-hmm. transformed life and a potential change transformed area oh yeah yeah, families. Mm-hmm. yeah that's right so uh that's exciting uh and uh the other day our the guy who helps us with our podcast and all that he yeah we don't we don't ever keep track of this stuff you know and, and he just sent me a note and uh, the, the the platform we use for our podcast sent us kind of some statistics. And I guess we've had 25,000 people download one of our podcasts. Wow. And, and that was kind of exciting to know because we sit here in our humble offices and we, <laughs> yeah. we put these out. We don't know if anyone listens to them. You know? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so I guess we have a limited audience out there, which is good good to know. That's, but, yeah, that helps. And they're in the can for, for posterity. In the can. <laughs> yeah, for, for future generations. So, uh, well, Rocky, we... Uh, this morning, uh, we were talking about what to talk about, and you wrote a great blog um, that really touched my wife and me and other other people about, you called it Watch With Me. Mm-hmm. And so I, I thought it was worthy for a podcast, just in case somebody doesn't read the, the blog. Yeah. <laughs> so well, let's it's talk. fresh anyway. <laughs> it's fresh. Yeah. It's, it's, that's kind of how we roll, right? Uh-huh. To see what, what's God's saying. And I think so. What's he doing in our lives? And it might apply to somebody else. So, so um, the Watch With Me uh, comes from Matthew 26, when Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane. And he has his Peter, James, and John are with him. Yeah. And this is his hour of agony. Let me read it a little bit here, starting in verse 36. It says, Jesus went with them to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to his disciples, sit here while I go over there and pray. And taking with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, my soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch with me. And going a little further, he fell down on his face and he prayed, my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. And he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. So um, Jesus himself said, watch with me. Yeah, that's curious. I mean, the whole just the thought of that. even. Well, the reason I wrote that blog is I have been going through, you know, some things that are real challenging, you know, family-wise. And mm-hmm. uh, 
And, uh, and I have, I have seen a, what, and I explained it this way in the blog, and that is a train wreck ahead. Mm-hmm. And uh, I knew that the way it was going, that it was going to be a train wreck one day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what? there's several things you try to do to keep a train wreck from happening, right? If you have the ability to fix it, if you're a man, you're going to try to. And I certainly have tried to fix a lot of things in my life with whatever I can fix it with, whether it's money or whether it's something, you know. And then, and then we, we, uh, we get on our knees and we begin to pray and pray and pray because we have this divine insight, I guess, or perspective that, yep, this is going to be a train wreck. It's just a matter of time. But then there's a time, Brian, when we began to connect another dot, and that's a dot that I've connected to my own life. And that's how God used my personal train wrecks to change me. Mm. And then it was because of that I began to understand that I felt like God was going to do something that was going to be a drastic intervention that would be painful and breaking, but it would be necessary. And it will have divine implications. And so uh, I was was at that point uh, where I was kind of asking I've prayed about everything I know to pray, and I've been praying for years, and here it is. It's on us. Mm. It happened. Mm. And um, and I felt like the Lord spoke to me, and it, the words I heard was, watch with me. And here's how it struck me. You know, uh, Jesus never asked his disciples to do anything that he was not willing or able to do. Mm-hmm. So even though they didn't watch with him, and any many times I have not watched with him, mm. but he watches with me. Mm. He will do that which I cannot do. And this was a situation I felt like he was saying to me, watch with me. Now here's how, this is how it spoke to me. To, to say it another way, it would be like this. If he were talking to me, and this is what I was believing and I was feeling, he was saying to me, and that is you've done it. That is, you've done everything you can. You've prayed long and hard. I've heard your prayers. And you've asked me to intervene here. You've asked me to help this person find a new heart and to be turned from his perceived destination that you see is, could be very, very, very bad. And now there's nothing else for you to do. I want you to watch with me and watch what I do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the thought was, Brian, that a lot of times we think it's kind of like a ball game. You know, the, the clock is ticking and it ticks down and, then all of a sudden the the whistle blows and the game's over and and, that, and that's what we get we get the result uh, and I think that's what Mary and Martha thought when Lazarus laid in the grave yeah. for several days game over game over mm-hmm. clocks I mean people are going home mm-hmm. I mean it's nothing left here 
And yet, what did Jesus teach us? That he has the clock. Yeah. And he says when the game is over. Mm -hmm. And I think that this is what he was saying to me. Watch with me. We still got time on this clock. Mm. Watch with me. The game's not over. Watch with me. Keep hope alive. Trust me. Trust me. Watch what I'll do. Mm. Now that sent peace to my heart. It just, it just went bam. I got the answer I needed. And it connected with other scriptures like in Isaiah, wait on the Lord. Yeah. And gain new strength. Right. Right. They that wait on the Lord will gain new strength. And now that with wings like eagles, they'll run and not get tired. Yeah. Walk and not become weary. That's right. In other words, we'll keep, we'll keep getting by. Sometimes we'll fly. Sometimes we'll run. Sometimes we'll walk. Sometimes all we can do is crawl. That's the only thing we can do. And then sometimes he says, do nothing. Mm. Just wait and watch with me. Wow. And when I when I when I penned that blog, I did it for people that I felt like would need to hear that. And I think that it'd be the same here. There are people that are on this this podcast that need to hear that. That that oftentimes it's that way as a father or mother or husband or wife or friend, and we see we're in agony because we see our, our family that's troubled or doing things that's self-destructive. And we think, will it ever change? Mm. And I'm here to tell you, we can't take that attitude. We've got to take the attitude, it will change. It's just a matter of time. Because mm -hmm. he said, watch with me and watch what I do. So I'm just going to trust he'll do something. Mm. Don't know what he'll do. And in my case, you know, I'm a, Kind of an older fella, <laughs> 78 <laughs> years old. And, and this young man, I'll probably be, you know, be gone uh, before he might have a turn. Yeah. But I'm receiving a knowledge of that right now. I'm receiving that by faith that God's going to be at work. And I can apprehend it right now mm. by my faith. And so he tells me I don't have to do much else now. Just watch him. Watch what he does. And there's a peripheral thing here, too. It's not just about one person. It's about several. And it oftentimes works its way out that way. There are people in the family that are indirect. There are friends that are indirect in this, you know. Mm -hmm. There are people that are observing this and watching this. And, right. and the witness that is being given here is an opportunity for other people to ask the question, if I were in that same situation, what would I do? And this is a, this is a great time that we can uh, show what we believe, who we believe. Mm -hmm. Do you think um, in, in the context of this story with them sitting with Jesus in the garden, you know, and he just says, would you sit here, you know, while I go pray? But then when he comes back and kind of gets onto him for falling asleep, he yeah. says, you need to watch and pray. So you think prayer is part of the watching, maybe? Oh, yeah. That's how we watch with Jesus is by praying? Yeah. I, I, and I, I, I do believe that, Brian. But I think there's also a time when we just might pray to everything we don't pray. Yeah. You're kind of out of words. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, you're empty. 
Uh-huh. And and I love the fact the Holy Spirit intercedes for me when I'm at that time. Right. That's right. <laughs> but sometimes I think we have to say, okay, do I need to keep pounding on that door uh, or do I trust he's going to knock it open, open it when he's ready? Mm. Because, you know, our conversation with God is, well, we should have a familiarity with him. We should know that he acts pretty quickly many of our prayers and sometimes he says no and sometimes he says wait but they're all answers mm-hmm. and and we have to accept a closed door as good as an open door yeah and sometimes the way we strategize it needs to be done well that's what mary martha thought that jesus needed to be there to save lazarus from dying right right boy they missed out <laughs> they would have missed out on something good yeah yeah. But they had a lot of tears, and we do have tears, and we uh, we don't know we don't know what he's going to do. We don't know what kind of grave he's going to crack open for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just know he will. Yeah, just trust him. It occurs to me that it it it's an act of faith what you're talking about. Yeah, this idea of personal abandonment and absolute trust that we talk about in the journey, and this idea of the consecrated life. I mean, it's it's. That's, it's a test of it. I think when you're in these very difficult situations, that's a total test. Are you trusting God or are you trying to take matters in your own hands and have God be your co-pilot, you know, mm-hmm. or are you really just going to really trust that God's, God's going to work something out? I have uh, the definition of faith and the practice of faith is taking a new turn for me. Uh, and it's to understand the, the Hebrews 11.1 1, uh, passage about faith is assurance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. Mm-hmm. Another way of saying that is uh, what we hope for. We ask what we hope for. By faith, we take we are assured mm-hmm. that it will be done. And the assured is where we get assurance. And this is where we see assurance company and insurance companies uh, have title, they're title companies. And, and it's exactly the same way in that scripture it is to take title deed to something that we hope for, even though we don't see it. Hmm. So I'm taking title deed to that which I hope for on behalf of this person I'm talking about, even though it might be after I die. Hmm. But I receive it now yeah. by faith because faith looks into the future and it's the eyes of the soul mm-hmm. as, as such as the eyes of the body are, the physical eyes that we see. We see with faith. Mm. We see with faith. And that's what, that's what the passage means, being assured of that which we hope for, even though we don't see it. Mm. And... Um, and I believe that God rewards faith. I think he loves aggressive faith. Mm-hmm. I think he loves us being assured. Now, what assures me? Um, his heart assures me. Um, what he's been teaching about himself to me all my life, about how he has good intentions. Even in bad situations, he can turn it into, into good. That's him. I'm not putting my hope in something frivolous. I'm putting my hope in 
a sure thing, and that's Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Now, people say, well, you give him any wiggle room? <laughs> well, the fact is, I give him all the room because it's his will I want, not my will. Mm-hmm. And I have discovered in all the years that I've known him is that his ways are better than my ways. His ways of doing things are better than anything I could have imagined. Mm-hmm. I'd rather I'd rather choose that, the unimaginable, as his answer, rather than what I can imagine. Mm-hmm. And I think that this, again, is a faith endeavor that grows for faith. And you ask, is it a faith? Yeah. So. yeah. I'm, I'm, for some reason, I'm picturing the, the father of the prodigal son who every day was going out and watching the horizon yeah. for his son to come home. You know, just he had faith that, you know, I mean, it took a big step of faith just to let him go, you know. Yeah. yeah. And then he was watching every day for him to come back. Yeah. yeah. And gosh, I couldn't watch that uh, way unless I, I believed that God would be working in that prodigal son. Right. You know, it's... um. There's something that's required, and that's God's work in life to to turn it. And I, I do know I prayed, I had my prayers, and I, I did my thing, if, and that is asking God to do whatever it takes to turn it. And you know, sometimes those are difficult things that we have to understand He might have to do, but it always leads to the answered prayer. Mm-hmm. And we know that the answered prayer may be different than what we're yeah. we think it should be. Often it is. Well, there's one thing that I have discovered the work of God is, and I see this consistently, that he's He's into changing hearts. Right, right. And he's, you know, I've, I've seen it that in my own life. And we know that about the journey. The journey is not a, a discipleship of uh, effort of, of disciplines and knowledge. It's about changing the heart of the person, connecting mm-hmm. the heart of the person with the heart of Christ. Mm-hmm. And that's where life change occurs. And I think that in our relationship with him, he's he's that's what he does is he begins to take out the old heart that was conditioned by our culture or by the orphan spirit or by mm. wounds of the past and you know our identity and all the other things that the old heart represented. The old heart is hardened because of the fears and and the issues of pain that we've had, and he he begins to soften our heart and gives us a new heart. And of course, the scripture talks about that. He's going to take your, your hard heart out and give you a, a, a heart of his heart. Yeah. And a man after my own heart is what he said about David. Yeah. And so sometimes that's painful. In fact, most of the time it's painful. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's uh, it's not just heart surgery. It's a heart transplant. Yeah. You know, that Ezekiel 36, 26 talks about that's one of my favorite verses. I'll take your heart of stone. And give you a heart of flesh. There you go. And then I'll put my spirit in you, move you to follow my decrees. It's a transformation. Well, that's what he's into, though, right? I believe that's that's what he does with every believer. Mm-hmm. From the time we receive Christ, there is a battle going on within us, and that's a battle of surrender. Mm-hmm. And if we will go ahead and surrender to him, then that which he wants to do for us can be done easier, easier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as long as we resist him and fight him and we don't want to give up our old ways, our own things, you know, the old man, there's just a, a battle going on all the time. And I think it's one thing for our own personal 
battle and our own personal heart surgery, but when it's other people that we love and we want it to happen for them yeah, and, and we can't seem, we can't make it happen. You know, we want it so bad, but we can't make it happen. And that's why the words were so uh, sweet and tender to me and then watch with me. That's right. Because I can't make it happen. I couldn't make it happen. If I could, I would have. Mm -hmm. I'm a fixer. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but I was, no. No, we can't. And uh, and I do believe, though, that uh, the assurance I, I have is that he's the best father that could ever be known. And if I, as a father or a grandfather or uncle, whoever I am to a person, friend, if I could want what's good for that person, just think about how much God wants it. Yeah, that's right. For that person. Yeah. That's the part we missed right there. Yeah. How much he he loves these people in our family and in our lives way more than we do. Well, you know, Brian, this is one of the things that I've said all along that I feel like the ministry of influencers is led by people who dis who discover something very special new, fresh, and needed in their life with, with Christ. And they simply look back at others and say, can I show you what I'm seeing? Mm. That's what we do. We, we, our lives are, are, are forever changed. And it causes us to want to help other people to see this because it changes our life to, to be able to live in such love as he gives us and the security that he gives us because of that relationship and because of his character and because of his heart and because of the scriptures that are always pointing that out. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just think there's a lot of things that we just don't take. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, there's so many things that he wants to do for us to take our fear away, take our anxiety away, take our, our, our you know, all the things that drive us and put in us a, a new peace and a new joy. And I think that, it, again, it, as long as we're wrestling with him to try to hold on to something, we don't get that. But when we finally release it because we trust him, then we start having that peace that surpasses all understanding. Mm -hmm. I was just thinking about, I'm starting a journey group, and we're just in the, we did, just did session one last week, and, and I was just thinking about that'd be a good way to frame it. Come watch with me. Mm. Come watch with me what God's going to do with this group of men. Yeah, that is. I mean, that's a great way to think about it because he he does the work. Yeah. I mean, I was praying with my co-guides this morning and I and I was like, Lord, you're the you're still making disciples. You're the leader of this journey group. There happens to be 12 of us, including us guides. And I said, we're all just your disciples. We're going to watch, see what you do in this journey group. Yeah. In all of us and guides included. And that's what a journey group is. We're just coming yeah. and watching with them to see. And, and you go through nine months and there's always life events that happen, challenges and trials. Oh, yeah. we, we had a we had one guy lose a job the first week and we had one guy have a, his fifth baby in the same week, mm -hmm. you know, and and all both challenging in different ways for the guys. Yeah. And that's at week one, you know. Yeah. But we'll have nine months of of life stuff. It's dynamic. And, oh, yeah. and opportunities to mm. do what you're talking about. Yeah. Watch with me. Yeah. I, 
That might be something we use more often. Might even be a good title for the summit. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah, we are thinking about that, praying for that. April 4th through 7th for you men out there. Actually, I think it's going to be more of a national conference. It is, yeah. It's going to be nationwide, and it's going to be opened up. Anybody wants to come? Probably have 400 people at that thing. Yeah, it's going to be bigger than we've done. Last few years, we've done a little smaller yeah you know leadership conference this is going to be bigger i think so i think that the dynamics of that would be very special because mm-hmm. it will be opening up some people that uh, to want to be exposed to it i'm hoping we get a lot of pastors there yeah and the reason why is because i think that our follow-up uh, design plans that we're praying through for the movie uh-huh. is to really get churches involved right. And we really want those to churches to be able to be trained to disciple their people using the journey. And then we're going to we're going to kind of tool up uh, the ministry side of this to tool up to equip them for that. And we just think that it would be the opportunity to grow those churches, uh, not only their the people that they have in there, but also to receive these new people who want to be discipled. Mm-hmm. And I just think it could be, well, you know, here's what we're talking about. Our lives are changed because of simply learning to abide with Christ. It's all it is. Yeah. But the dynamics of that are amazing. It's the same way with the church. Yeah. We've seen that when a church begins to abide in Christ and pastor goes back to abiding because a lot of times they forget that. We see the dynamics in that church. It's healthy. Yeah. They support it. They expand it. It reaches communities. And I just can't imagine what that would look like. We had a thousand churches. Oh, yeah. We're praying about a, a network of journey churches, if you will, yeah. um, that would be raised up to that we could even have a list on our website so that people who go to the movie will know where they could churches they could go to who could help them that's, find that's the journey. The, that's the big vision here. Yeah, it is. And, and, and all, all this is is watch with me. Come here. Let me show you what I'm seeing about <laughs> Jesus that you're not knowing. Yeah. And you're not seeing. And when people start seeing the real deal and when they start Having that love connection with him, it just, it bears fruit. You know, it's worth repeating. You've said this all along. You never endeavored to start a ministry. Yeah. You just were invited into something. And that's what you say to us. We've just been invited to something. Yeah. And we're just sharing what we've been invited to, to come watch with us. You know, come, come see what it means to abide in Christ and see what it does for your life, you know, and uh and it's it does. It it is dynamic. It changes families, it changes churches. It, it changes everything it touches. So, uh, yeah, that's all it is. And and the same thing with the movie. Nothing's changed. We're just saying, we're just trying to share with everybody what we found. Yeah, we're uh, we're primarily businessmen who were chosen by God out of the marketplace to come. And 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 I think it. it I mean, this it's not glorifying it by any stretch of the imagination. And I don't think you should glorify somebody who's seminary trained either. I think that there are a lot of people that are very, very good because of that. And as far as their knowledge is concerned, there are a lot of knowledgeable people who didn't go to seminary. Mm. I think it has to do with this, the work of the Spirit in a person's life. Mm. And the work of the Spirit in our lives as businessmen has taken us and created a ministry that is able to speak into the hearts of people. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's because we have a different way of doing things. But we do have it centered in in Scripture. In fact, I'd say we're more like the first century type of mm-hmm. work as far as expansion, expanding the gospel yeah. through discipleship efforts. Well, as you know, I'm working on a 
a book, the story of influencers, the history, and I'm I'm, I'm trying to chronicle everything that After I've seen. After a year, what page are you? On? <laughs> I'm getting closer. <laughs> it's been, it's been a long process, but uh, actually, oddly enough, this morning I was working on the chapter and I was talking about how it's worked its way into the local church, mm-hmm. and and that wasn't really the intention initially. It was just just to do discipleship groups yeah. in the marketplace. And then it's worked its way into the church. And it's been fun to watch because it's not like we've been knocking the door to beating the door down. Uh, God's just brought it in there yeah. and grabbed all the pastor's hearts. And and they're looking for something. And then God brings us along. And it's just some great stories have come out of that. So. Well, if it's a God thing, he opens the door. Yeah. You know, we have seen some churches that didn't want us in. Yeah. And honestly, we don't. if we're not invited, we don't want to go there. Right. Because we want to be a blessing to, to whatever church we're in. But but it goes to the way this ministry has been raised up. We feel like that that we we can't plan anything. Honestly, we're prevented from planning, like a typical businessman does. Right. And that was the early on the message God gave me, and that is, you're not here to build a ministry. We're here to be messengers. That's right. That's right. You know, we're here to build the kingdom of God, not influencers. Mm-hmm. And and we had buy-in on that because I think a lot of people want permission to do that mm-hmm. rather than having to feel like they have to build a ministry on metrics and yeah. all the other things that, uh, you know, this is what XYZ ministry did for five years or 10 years. Let's try to pattern after them. Well, no, let's pattern after one thing. And that's what does Jesus say? Yeah. How is he leading us? Yeah. And what I've seen that he's done is he's led us from men to also women, from men in the marketplace to men in churches, prisons, international, students, Mm -hmm. couples. In other words, it's taken us to places that we didn't imagine. Yeah. And I I think if we limited it to our imagination and try to build something based on what we can conceive, we're going to be falling short. But if it can be unimaginable and we were willing to follow he who leads us, who can do unimaginable things, then we will see the unimaginable. Yeah. That's and right. in 20 years, we've seen that. That's right. We've seen the unimaginable. That's right. In the next 20 years, I think it's going to even be more so mm. because he's, he's leading us. That's right. That's right. Well, um, we're almost out of time, but I want to I want to ask everybody out there to be keep praying about the movie. We've got a lot of meetings that God's given us help to set up with different yeah. people and trying to figure out uh, which movie production company we might partner with and a screenwriter and all that. So, uh, again, this is all beyond us, but God's guiding us through it. Yes. I'm looking forward to hearing a podcast that you're going to do with maybe Satch. Yeah, the head of our Journey Productions mm-hmm. team. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm planning on doing that in the next few weeks. I'd, I'd like the people to know the hearts of the people that are putting this together. And, and you know, one thing that I will tell you as, uh, as you know, founder of this ministry is I never saw that we'd be where we are, but I'm very, very excited we are where we are. Mm-hmm. And I do believe that all the things that God gave me to give away is being given away by you guys. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing God work in miraculous ways. And some people say, well, you know, does this movie thing, will that cause you to be diverted from your mission? Right. And here's the clear answer. Read my lips. This is our mission. Yeah. 
our mission is to make disciples. Mm-hmm. And the purpose of that movie is to make disciples. That's right. That's right. Now, it's going to be an on-ramp to doing that. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be an awakening. Yeah. If God is in this, it will be an awakening for churches and people who want to have this intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. That's our mission. That's right. And that's why this is not a diversion from our mission. That's right. Absolutely. Well, thanks, Rocky. Those are good, good, definitely good thoughts. And I, I, I guarantee there's somebody out there who needed to hear Watch With Me uh, today who is, yeah. who's going through something right now. And they need to just hear. I'm they glad. need to be still and watch watch with Jesus right yeah. now. So, um, And you heard me mention uh, we are having a men's uh, summit next April 4th through 7th. And we'll be letting you guys know about that on our uh, emails that we put out every day, the Abide email. Uh, but April 4th through 7th, mark your calendars and we'll be setting up a registration link here probably in the next few weeks. So, well, anyway, this has been the Influencers Network podcast and uh, lots of information is on our website, influencers.org. You can always go there uh, and you can also see other podcasts that, that we put out on our podcast page on the website. So anyway, thanks for joining us today. My name is Brian Craig, Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries. I'm going to keep encouraging you to abide in Christ and go make disciples. God bless you.